This podcast is brought to you by The Meta Collective, a regional network of independent businesses who work together to bring unique and high-quality international commercial furniture to the Australian and New Zealand markets. Representing premium brands for their ingenuity, continuous innovation and relevance, in short, their ability to create real solutions for offices and shared spaces all over the world, the goal of the Meta Collective is to increase happiness and efficiency in the workplace by recognising the need for spaces to focus, collaborate, relax and recharge. With nine locations across Australia and New Zealand forming a team of long-standing furniture dealers, the Meta Collective has proven in their individual and combined experience and knowledge and the Meta Collective are proven in their individual and combined experience and knowledge and are equipped to service and support every client project regardless of geographical location. Check out their website www.themetacollective.com. Welcome to Talking Architecture and Design and today we are for the first time broadcasting live, well actually recording live, we're actually broadcasting live from Front Design 2019, InDesign Media's commercial and creative design and furniture expo industry event should I say uh, with over 40 exhibitors and well over a thousand visitors Front Design 2019 is going to prove to be a real real stunning event anyway on that note our first guest today we are actually talking to a number of fantastic and and well-known architects, designers, and other social commentators. But our first guest is Simone Oliver from Architectus. And Simone, who will who has presented here at Front Design 2019, will talk about the changing world, and dare I say, the revolutionary changing world of workplace design. So welcome to Talking Architecture and Design, Simone Oliver. Architectus. Thank you. How did your seminar go? I think it went very well. We had a, a great lineup of speakers uh, with Rob Lindsay and uh, Tony from International Towers um, and Steve from uh, the GBCA and a very rich topic around um, a curated tenancy model and uh, you know many stories to tell around how that model has kind of manifested itself here at International Towers. Uh, great questions too from the from the audience uh, and you know one that is quite an emotionally charged um, conversation because it was very much about values and about alignment of values and which you know of course is something which goes to the core of all of us and uh, yeah so yeah very interesting too in terms of how uh, space has its own psychology and how the spaces that have been created uh, at international towers for the community use are really in underpinned by this set of um, really quite unique values. Okay, so curated tendency. We'll get back to to that in a moment. So, the workplace is changing, isn't it? Absolutely. Well, it has been changing for a while. Yes. It's been a technological change. Yes. And now you you could almost say it's a cultural change combined with the technology. Yeah. How does that affect design and designers as yourself? Well, yes, the the world of workplace has changed and... It, it affects us on a multiple range of levels. Um, it's changed in terms of the overlapping worlds of social media, of digital, of user experience, uh, but also too around the, not only this kind of 
remote aspiration we used to have around sustainability and well-being uh, but really quite intrinsically this is now the given uh, in terms of how we design workplace. I think the very interesting thing and um, we, we spoke about it quite a bit this morning was this idea of social purpose and this is now uh, becoming a very strong agenda item as we all seek to find our own sense of meaning and our own sense of identity in work and uh, in a world that is disrupted and changing um, being able to create environments and workplaces that are connected to uh, the sense that, that you're part of something bigger or something that matters has become quite uh, a central theme to us as designers and it's really how do you create for that? How do you find the answer to um, that inner workplace? Uh, and so what that means is that quite often it's around bringing in um, a range of best-in-class thinkers who can start to fuel that conversation from a different perspective. Uh, and that might be from, um, you know, how, does, how do we do, for example, the food strategy in a workplace? And does that food strategy actually have a social purpose? Do we not do we go from having a, you know, a kind of standalone sort of, um, you know, food provider that dishes out the same stuff every day? Or do we connect that food into, you know, uh, not-for-profit groups who are actually helping the community through their production of, of that? Um, and in doing so, actually, then sort of bringing in a new level of meaning around eating and into the workplace environment. You... And this, this can cross through a range of dis different spheres from furniture to the providence of, of sustainability in furniture and what we're doing in terms of waste, um, a very big, big factor. It's not just something now where we're trying to, you know, ask our um, suppliers around how sustainable is their product. It's really what is the waste that has been created through our fit out and also what is the, f the waste that we're leaving behind? What, 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 what sort of you know, environments are our clients leaving behind to move into these, you know, fantastic new places and how can we possibly reuse and repurpose those in a meaningful and responsible way. Uh, so, yes, um, the world is, is, has changed um, and it will continue to change and really for designers it's about remaining adaptable to that change not having a set, a set of fixed ideas around how workplaces should be designed and really um, being able and open to collaboration and that includes collaboration with clients, collaboration with other you know, great thinkers out there um, and collaboration with suppliers around creating you know, best-in-class workplaces for the future. So the whole supply chain is... Absolutely. You know, it's... Uh, we really have to question um, the c complete life cycle of what we're actually um, putting into these environments. When we, I mean, it, interior designers have a very luxurious life in terms of spending other people's money and, <laughs> and, you know, creating environments that are satisfying both their own aesthetic as well as the drivers of a client. I mean, it's a great, great occupation to have. But there needs to be a sense of responsibility around what we're doing. Um, we ca it's unacceptable today to know that somehow, you know, the waste that we're creating might end up in landfill or might end up in the sea um, through the environments and the behaviours that we've created through our environments. And so it's, we, we do have to act as almost behavioralists. Um, we all have to know human psychology. We have to know how people react and what they do in our spaces and whether those interactions are in fact responsible behaviours. 
So this is like, uh, what do you call it? The millennial workplace? Is that, is that, is that the right? The rising millennial. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, yes, I mean, that, that's part of it. I mean, of course, they're saying over in the next in the next few years, we will reach the tipping point of the millennial generation taking ownership of the workforce. But the reality is, too, is that we are designing for an ageing population mm-hmm. and we are designing for... Um, a generation that will soon uh, be working up until their late 70s, even their 80s. And my father still works at 79 in a a very demanding international role. Uh, And I just see him as being an example of, uh, you know, a a demographic out there that are still very much needed in the workplace in terms of their knowledge and knowledge transfer. And so I think that we have to really look at um, the wide spectrum of generations that are coming into the workforce. Uh, we see um, at, at my uh, firm, Architectus, we work very heavily in education. We work from, um, you know, with the school, with, with early learning right through to the school leavers. And we know that schools are completely changing the way in which students learn and their trajectory and streamlining into the workforce is happening at a much earlier age. So not only are we designing for the millennials, we're also potentially designing for much younger people coming into the workforce as well. Um, and how do you how do you create places that are kind of inclusive of um, of, of a much younger mindset? Um, so it's it's very interesting in terms of the spectrum uh, and and how to uh, you know have places that everyone can call home and everyone feels comfortable in. Uh, social media, you've spoken about the role of social media in office design. Um, now, I'm assuming that there is a role there because, it's, it's as we all are aware, it's, it's all pervasive, okay? Um, especially those of kids, social media is everywhere. But there's also a downside to that, isn't there? Like, you know, there are social media has got its good and bad sides. Is, is, there a, is there a bad side of social media that you don't want to bring into office design? Uh... Well, social media and really the digital experience is all pervasive and so you can't really think about interiors anymore without thinking of an omni-channel environment, especially if you're working for a, you know, a large company or a global company. They will have an online presence, they will have an online dialogue that's happening with their employees as well uh, and the digital experience may actually manifest then within the work environment. Um, we also know too from in, in terms of how you know, uh, businesses are operating, they're moving into more um, AI-led processes which are also changing the way in which um, we are interacting with space and taking away a lot of the the repetitive and not so exciting tasks um, and making those sort of digitised. I think that there is a perception that uh, we need to design highly technological environments to respond to Um, the digital natives that are coming into space. But what we have found overwhelmingly um, through our interviews with school leavers as well as new graduates that are coming into workplace, that the most important thing for people and human beings is face-to-face interaction. And that's something which actually puts social media aside, um, that there is a growing demand for technology-free environments um, and that um, there is also 
a, a, a very big demand as well for access to fresh air, to plants, to animals, to things that are, that are going back to our, our absolute ancient lizard selves. Uh, and so, yes, there is um, a, a cut-off point, I think, around the injection of digital technology into workplaces. Um, we're, we're overstimulated. Um, you know, we are listening to our email at night. Um, we are not sleeping properly. Uh, we're, we have to be look, taking photographs of ourselves the entire time and posting them. We have to be capturing our experiences on social media. So much more, the capture has become more important than the actual experience itself. And I think this is a, it's a sad trajectory of humankind, but at the same time, you know, I think that it's interesting in terms of the backlash around that and that you do have people who are realising that they need more and that that comes back to, to the basics in design. And um, so that's what we tend to try and focus on is, yes, we've got new technologies coming in. Yes, that will be an overlay that we'll have into the environment. But let's look at the core and the heart of the environment and let's keep that true to just the very instinctual needs that we need as people. And um, quite often that means that technology goes away. Steph, oh, you'd like well, to yeah. Um, so what do you think of sort of workplaces that are not to look like workplaces. There's a bigger, a growing trend of, you know, maybe using hospitality treatments or things like that, things to make it look more, to feel more casual or to look more like a home. I've even seen um, workplaces that have been designed to look like your home. You know, you've got your couches, little pot plants, little picture frames, things like that to make you feel uh, more at ease. What's your position on that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is really the, that movement forward in terms of, you know, where workplaces are embracing that now and where workplaces will continue to head. And this is really around user experience. It's around creating um, genuine, authentic experiences that create a sense of well-being, that create a sense of identity, that that have a net positive effect on the users, meaning that you can create spaces that allow people to feel better about themselves and about their time at work than maybe how they felt when they, worked, they walked in the door first thing in the morning. And this comes back to uh, creating places of enjoyment. And of course then it's around, okay, how do we do that through food? How do we bring people together over the table of food? How can we do that in, in an authentic way. Let's not create a, a corporatized kind of breakout space anymore. Let's try and get in the authentic creative cafe designer who can really create that genuine experience. Let, let's get food providers that are actually off the street, small providers that are working um, and to create something different and new. You know, Australia in particular is renowned for its baristas, its, its hospitality, its restaurants. You know, let's try and bring that in. I mean, these are all, I guess, the the pieces and parts that make us human beings and, make, and, and complete us as people, uh, including exercise, including trying to bring physicality into the environment. We're seeing a, a stronger, um, you know, push towards let's try and at least create uh, spaces for you know mindfulness for reflection for getting out of um, a, a corporate kind of space let's create spaces that are creative that are gritty that are urban you know uh, uh, um, gallery like that it's all it's all about just um, rounding off 
human experience and creating better places to work uh, in the work environment. And so therefore you see elements of hospitality and other types of domesticity coming into um, play in the workplace. So is this just the beginning of that? I haven't seen a lot of it yet. Um, and are there certain places in Australia where it's more common than others? I, like, I haven't seen a lot of it in Sydney, yeah, but I think yep, maybe other yeah. places like Melbourne might be more Yes, yeah, be. yeah. Look, I think that you'll start to see more of it moving forward with some of the large developments that are out there that are really taking an outside-in view, like how to bring community into the environment, how to actually not just be a bubble that sits in a precinct, but how do some of these newer, larger workplace campuses actually integrate with the surrounding community and bring that community up into the workplace. And there are several large developments happening uh, across the country right now that are truly doing that. Um, and, you know, environments that will um, absolutely sing to um, their context of place, um, taking um, uh, you know, like we've, we've had a conversation this morning here at International Towers about Indigenous inclusion. Um, we've, we're finding now that so many more of our clients are really wanting to um, inculcate that that sense of place into their workplace. Um, and to do that, you must um, really begin to understand the first inhabitants of that space and the history of that space in the truest sense. And so, um, that 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 piece of meaning has um, is becoming really important and it's not just about paint and art and so forth it's it's really around how we can get um, better um, stories that happen that really start to educate people as to what was what that space might have been that building might have been or that area might have been before we inhabited it that sounds fantastic. Mm. Um, well, what's the most interesting project you're working on right now? Uh, the most interesting project for me, you know, I can probably only talk about it at a high level, uh, is the um, the Macquarie North Tower development in uh, in Martin Place, uh, and really that is a convergence of the Sydney Metro. Um, there are two towers. We're working on one of those towers. Uh, retail, the public precinct. Uh, a 50,000 square metre workplace, a connection into an incredible heritage building at 50 Martin Place, and how that entire community work together as a complete uh, ecosystem. And so, the as you can imagine, that it's a very complex project, uh, one that will last many years, and one that is bringing in a very broad um, range of disciplines and creative thinkers to really ensure that Macquarie and the community of Martin Place are being is 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 being delivered uh, a, a workplace and a precinct of the future. Uh, so, I feel as though I have I. I Never before have I worked on a project that is uh, so interesting in some ways uh, and in terms of its possibility. Uh, and so that, that's probably the, the largest one uh, happening at the moment. Um, but also, you know, across our um, our team, we have a, a you know a very interesting spectrum of projects that, as before I mentioned, that we work heavily in education. Um, we work on new paradigms in terms of schools and how kids are being taught, um, and that I always find completely interesting because it's it's almost like agile workplace plus plus going into these environments, and so these kids are coming out with, you know, a completely different perspective on life and the world and. and 
completely different experience to what we would have had. Um, and so, you know, you're, you're, you're working with space that is actually the genesis of people's development. And so for me, that's always an incredibly uh, interesting space to work in. Um, what becomes more interesting, of course, is when the two are overlapping. So we see that, you know, often in our incubation environments, um, which we've, we've done one out at Macquarie University, the incubator, which is really that transition between learning and work, uh, and that's been highly successful. Uh, and we see it, interestingly enough, in, in other places, such as Qantas lounges. We've, we've just completed one um, up in Brisbane, which, um, again, is a new paradigm of work, but it's also recreation and hospitality coming together in a true, authentic sense. So... Yeah, so it's a very diverse spectrum of projects that keep us interested and keep us creative at work. Curated tendencies. Was that what you said earlier? Yes. So... Please explain. Curated tendencies, and this is uh, look. I can explain this from as a recipient in terms of the um, the model, and in terms of working within a project team, um, working towards develop, developing better curated tendencies. But really, this comes down to an operational um, strategy, and we've seen that the best example of that is here at International Towers, which through International Towers, their management of the um, of the tendencies have deliberately uh, sought uh, innovation leaders and like-minded tenants who can really share in the values proposition of the building and uh, the the creation of that values proposition has been a you know a long journey um, and so you start to see then in here a very unique uh, spectrum of tenants from the big the big guys like Westpac right through to innovation leaders in terms of law Gilbert and Tobin you've seen then uh, the Green Building Council of Australia very aligned of course in terms of the values around sustainability uh, the, the environment here has also had um, Bangara come in. Um, they've had Reconcile, the group um, who are working to, uh, to, to get uh, Indigenous recognition within the constitution. Uh, all very, very deliberate choices in terms of tenant because they actually work towards a much greater social purpose and are absolutely aligned in terms of the values and in terms of sustainability, um, in terms of community and in terms of sharing and sharing innovation. And so that's what a curated uh, tenancy is. The success of a curated tenancy can only really come through the ongoing management that ensures that and environments that ensure that those tenants actually cross and are talking to each other and there are places for them to actually meet and to create new ideas. Because that's, that's kind of at the fundamental business side of it. It's really about creating um, precincts of innovation and Australia needs more precincts of innovation and so you have to somehow get those environments to speak and those businesses to speak to each other. What I find very interesting is um, when you actually start to bring schools and universities into that mix as well and you have university students actually now talking to businesses and um, and you're creating environments which where that incredible cross-fertilisation and sense of entrepreneurialism is happening uh, and 
so that, that that's what I would probably call, you know, a very curated precinct mix. And we're starting to see some of that happen uh, in, um, you know, the, the um, some of the precincts, the innovation precincts being created here. I'm just thinking of the uh, the central to Everly precinct, which is an environment that will bring together. Um, the universities, the Australian Technology Park, it'll bring together um, big, the big tech giants such as Atlassian and it'll bring together hopefully a range of spaces and places in between at a precinct level where these um, communities can actually start to interweave with each other and to um, create new ideas and work on projects together. Wow, that was absolutely fascinating. Um, wow. I didn't actually realise there was so much behind the whole, the whole move to the changing of workplace design. So I've learned something, Steph. I've learned something too. Okay. Simone Oliver from Architectus, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Um, enjoy the rest of Front. Thank you. And uh, you've been listening to Talking Architecture and Design. Until next time, goodbye. <laughs>